we want to bring you more of God's Word. Less of us, more of Him. The Way, 101.1 FM. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. It's a theory seeking to explain a disputed case or matter as a plot by a secret group or alliance rather than an individual or isolated act. It can also be a hypothetical speculation that is untrue or outlandish. Then there's events that will happen in the future that have been foretold in the past. We'll tell you what these two definitions are referring to and why it's important we understand the difference as we look at the signs of the times. Our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, January 7th, 2022. On the air, online, or on demand anytime is podcast 197. We thank you for taking time to watch or listen. You can learn more about us when you visit thewaymedia.net, then click on Signs of the Times which is the only place you can read the articles we discuss, and we always encourage you to do that. And now it's time to bring in our prophetic traffic cop for the new year, standing at the intersection of the world's news and the Word of God, Pull it over. is none other than Pastor Mark Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay. I, that's it. I need to have police sound effects. All right, out of the microphone. Yeah, Step that's up it. Again. Yeah, that's <laughs> <it. laughs> I out of the chair, out of the chair, young man. Police yeah, sound well, effects. Next time, you're ready next time. Yeah. And you have your police sound effects, yeah. and you got um, your body cam. That's right. I need that. That's right. But we have we're kind of more than a body cam. We have these. That's actual, right. We've got we've got podcast cameras. Yeah, you know, podcast cam, podcast cam. There you go. So pod cam, pod cam. Let's let's make it easy. We have pod cam, and so we don't need that. And so we have full video evidence of everything that happens during the show, Greg. In case, in case you falsely accuse me of, of something I here, I can prove it. I know in court. I wish we didn't have video evidence, but we do. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Yes, it is. Anyway, let's get on with our show yes, for yes, the yes. new year. You've got mail. Pastor Mark, we've got some great questions in mm-hmm. store for us as we get into Truth in 10. This is the section of the show where Pastor Mark answers your prophecy questions or other questions in 10 minutes or less. Uh, our first question, Pastor Mark, comes from Neil. Uh, who enjoys Signs of the Times right here in Knoxville. He said, I think I remember Pastor Mark saying the Antichrist will not officially take power until halfway through the tribulation, and he will mandate taking the mark with the number of his name. However, it looks as though a chip in the arm could be implemented and mandated much sooner than that uh, in support of COVID-19 passports and the Great Financial Reset. How does this reality fit with the Antichrist showing up later and demanding the mark be taken? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, let me just clarify. Thank you for the question, Neil, and clarify whatever I said that may have given that impression. Um, it's not ex- it's not accurate. And so I probably didn't say enough information or said it the wrong way. Um, the Bible very clearly says that the Antichrist will be in full power a full seven years. I mean, that final seven years, the Bible says there's going to be a final seven years where God owes the nation of Israel a seven-year prophetic completion, if you will, that'll happen after the rapture of the church. And the Bible says the moment that starts, the Antichrist will be in authority that entire time. As a matter of fact, one of the signifiers that we're going to know that seven years has begun is when this world leader, who's the Antichrist, so he'll actually be seven years, maybe in a little bit more, unless he does it on day one, is going to implement this new uh, peace treaty with Israel and the surrounding nations. And um, and then the time clock will start. When he does that with Israel, Daniel says that's the time clock 
uh, Daniel chapter 9, where the final seven years begins, and we literally have the countdown to the second coming. So um, the Bible states very clearly he will be in power that full seven years. Um, it is probably where the confusion came in. The midway point, that is three and a half years into it, he will stand up in the uh, temple there in Jerusalem that will be rebuilt. The third temple. Yeah. Yep. And he will declare that he's God. So there is a major prophetic event that happens with the Antichrist at the three and a half year point, and that is he declares that he's God. And many people have speculated that it would be at that point that he would mandate the entire world take the mark. However, there's nothing saying he won't mandate the whole world taking the mark at, at the, the beginning. Ver- at the very beginning. So you say, well, wait a minute, that still means we have to wait till the Antichrist. And as Neil said, some of these things are already happening. Well, let me let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, the things that are happening now are not the mark of the beast. They are the technology for the mark of the beast, but they're not the mark of the beast. How do we know that? Because the mark of the beast is going to be specifically implemented by this world leader out of Europe. He's going to be the one to give the command, it says, and it'll be on your hand or on your forehead. And it'll be used uh, using your data and using all this stuff may be included and probably will things like vaccine passport type things if that's yeah. still going when that happens. But it's going to be something, Greg, where um, you can't buy or sell, the Bible says. And so it's going to be used um, probably even with digital currency, I believe, will be involved, where they can limit what you can buy, what you can sell, where you can buy, where you can sell, what you can do. It'll be an element. And, and digital currency, I want to talk about a little bit, because that's going to be, a, at some point, that's going to be a total control issue for the Antichrist. He will be able to totally control mankind and society. So... But as far as it goes, his power, he'll be in seven right off the bat. Uh, when the when the mark is implemented, we don't know exactly when the mark's going to be implemented, but we know it'll be implemented during his reign and during his power. That doesn't mean that we can't have the technology in place yeah. for the mark. Yeah. And Greg, you know, we've talked about this a lot. When the storm is coming, you feel the headwinds. Well, we're seeing the headwinds of the mark technology. And as a matter of fact, in Austria, they're already giving people a mark, and not just in their arm, in their hand. I saw it in pictures. They're literally putting it right here between the thumb and the first finger there, and they're using their phones to scan it, which, again, is exactly what's going to be done when the mark comes into play atop of scanning something in the hand or the forehead. You know, Neil, another way to look at this is kind of like when you bought your first cell phone, and then that thing got old, and then you bought a new one. That doesn't mean that these chips won't be implanted which they are right now matter of fact we've talked about years ago there were clubs in florida i think and and other places where they were embedding chips years ago for for entrance into clubs or to buy stuff out of vending machines these are all this is all beta testing it's not new yeah and this is yeah and even even if they're putting a, a, a chip in you for a vaccine passport it's just beta testing right and that doesn't mean that if you took that chip which isn't the mark of the beast and you're around post rapture and this world leader shows up and yeah. says you got to take well that that marks fine or you remove that chip and you're going to take this one right and if you don't do it you will be put to death at some point yes. i think there's different levels of mandates and rules and regulations that the world is working itself through right now mm-hmm. and and trying to in the the spirit of antichrist is clearly pushing the envelope on some of these things what kind of resistance and we're going to talk about that in the show in terms of the level of resistance and and what pastor mark will talk about later mass psychoses in the world that we're seeing so it's none of this is what the bible said it's going to be but it's all leading up to that right and so i think the way to see it there as we already said it's like the headwinds of the storm that's coming and also something that satan is going to be doing he's going to be introducing these things gradually Again, Greg, as you were mentioning there, because if you just went overnight and said yeah. everyone tomorrow has to take it. Now, if the you man's had, not smart enough to do it well, overnight if, anyway, if you had ultimate power and authority and we were already there where somebody could do that. But, yeah, it's got to be a gradual thing. What, what needs to happen is this needs to become so normal that yes. it's no big deal. It's like, exactly. OK, so what? Matter of fact, it's kind of cool. Hey. I've got all my information here, and my, my, I would say that probably before it goes to we're going to control what you can buy and sell, it's probably going to go to just, hey, you can use it in some cool way technologically, but then it's going to be transferred over. You know, this whole, you know, we're going at some point to be moving from money currency to digital currency, and I think that's something being worked on right now by world leaders behind Absolutely. the scenes. And and something that may be forced kind of soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at Bitcoin 
and Litecoin and all the different variations of cryptocurrency, that's all beta testing. Yeah. For that's that's what digital currency is. Yeah. You know, and then there's issues between, you know, the fact that it's working on blockchain technology, which is a decentralized ledger yeah. versus a centralized ledger that the Federal Reserve and other nations' banks work off of without yeah. diving into the weeds in that. They, they've got to find a way to reconcile that and somehow control the uncontrollable or centralize the decentralized in order to make that type of technology work. Or it might not even be based on blockchain technology. It could be based on something else. We don't know, but we know it's it's going to have to be digital. Yeah, and, and, and so let's talk about that for a minute, Greg. This is good. This is a good discussion. I mean, this is still in line with the question here. Oh, about sure. The, in yeah. the hand. Okay. But again, I want our listeners to realize, um, in, you've heard most of our listeners have probably heard of the World Economic Forum. If they haven't, it, it meets yearly and they talk about how the world's going to be put together and functioning. And they've been trying for years, very openly, to have a one world government and a one world currency. They've talked about it. This is not like a big hidden secret. If you go watch their videos, they talk about it. And this recent World Economic Summit, they talked about uh, digital currency again. And shifting everything over from money over to digital uh, for the purpose of unifying the world in a, in a usable money worldwide. And, of course, governments could gain a lot of access to taxes from that because what happens is they can transfer your money into digital and they can reprice it for whatever they want. You won't know it. They'll just say, here's the value of your money, and then you have that many digital whatever coins, okay? Um, and then it's a great way to raise revenue. It's a great way to um, basically you know, take from people and transfer it over to the government system. And so I think we're going to see that happen. And I think, Greg, we're going to see this digital thing happen maybe quicker than many people realize. I really think we're going to see a real push and move toward this. And this is something, again, that is very openly spoken of. But here's the, the scary thing about that is, and again, it all goes in line with the mark and what's going to be in the hand by the Antichrist. If you think through the power they're going to have over every one of us, now we'll be gone by then. We're not going to do it. Believers will be gone in the rapture. We don't take the mark. The Bible says if you do, you're eternally condemned. But for those who take the mark and they go along with this system this world leader brings in, um, the control over people, Greg, is going to be so amazing. Think about this. If I can control your money and where you spend it, not just your money, putting it, you think, oh, yeah, I put it into digital, but let's go beyond that. I also have from a computer now the ability to cut you off if I want, not let you buy that thing you want to buy if I don't want you to buy it, limit how much you can buy, limit what you can spend it on, limit where you can spend it. I can control your travel, your shopping, your life, everything I can control. And that's the scary thing. He's going to have ultimate control because there won't be any other currency available. And the only possibility you could have is to maybe work for somebody and trade them out for their chair because you mow their grass or something. Barter type theory could be, uh, uh, type stuff could be used. But when this gets implemented, now you can see how the Antichrist is going to have ultimate control over every single person on the planet. So as cool as Bitcoin seems or digital currency seems, it is going to be the death nail to freedom. Once digital currency goes into play, you're going to see personal freedoms. Any that are left, they are gone. But again, we know that's where it's heading toward the Antichrist. We're not shocked by that. And we know that at some point in there, we're going to be taken out before everyone is forced to take it. Now, interesting, Supreme Court today, they're talking about whether or not the, the, the mandates on the shots that's going to be huge because it's the same type of idea for the digital. Can yeah. you force masses to do something yeah. they don't want to do for the good of the world? Right. And they're going to do it. Re- uh, revive revive yeah. Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's interesting about all that is that you, when you when you look at the nature of God and then you look at the nature of Satan, as the Bible tells us, it's only fitting that you lose your freedoms and you're under total control by the enemy. Why? Because the Bible says that when you align yourself with Satan or when you're without Christ, you are a slave to sin yeah. and you are a slave to him. Yeah. Where when when you're with the Lord, it's not about slavery. Yeah. It's about friendship. It's about freedom. It's about trust. It's about liberty. Yeah. I mean, they, the two couldn't be more opposite from right. each other. And yeah. that's where we're seeing the world heading towards is that enslavement 
to this world system that's developing right before our eyes. And let me tell you what we're taking now from China, Greg. We're taking their the idea of the social score. Oh, now, maybe yes. our listeners have heard about it. Maybe they had. This is where they also can control you. They give you a score socially, a number they give you that's ascribed to you based on how you're, how well and obedient you are to what the government is asking and what society's doing. For example, if we weren't, if everybody's saying all the people that don't take the shot are bad citizens, then they could give you a half score. Instead of 10, they give you a five. And now you're limited in ball games, events, movies, life in general, because it's more of a punishment and motivation. Yeah. Well, and you want to know what? Let's let's think about this for a minute. Let's think about Facebook. Let's think about Twitter. Let's think about social media that allows you to like or YouTube to yeah. like or dislike something. Right. You are already being conditioned. We are already being conditioned as a society to basically in that type of way, issue a social score. That's right. We're saying, oh, yeah, we like what you said. That's a good point. We like what you posted. Or I don't like what you posted. And not only don't I like it, I'm going uh, going to add a comment in on top of my thumbs down or whatever the case may be. So we don't realize that we're already being conditioned to head towards that social score. And, and Greg, the social uh, networks, the the leaders of that are already doing it. For example, if you don't meet their social requirement, they remove you. Yeah, exactly. You're cut from YouTube. You're 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 cut cut from this or whatever. You're banned from Twitter or whatever the case may be. Now, here's something else I want to throw in again before we move on on this whole mindset of the social score and the mark and all these things. Here's what they're currently doing in China, Greg, and this is amazing. Okay, you know, you've walked through Walmart and you've seen the cameras that have the little box around your face. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. The cameras are getting facial recognition. Of course, if you have an iPhone, you've got the facial recognition. It's happening. You can try to run from it, but you really can't. You might as well. That's not going to, you know, look, that's going to happen. Okay. They're going to get you somewhere at Walmart or on your phone or wherever else. Now, here's the thing. What they're doing in China now, when you step off of the bus or you step whatever, they have cameras everywhere. And Greg, they can show you, you watch a screen, okay? I was, I'm just, this was uh, in the news just today. You walk off of their bus or get out of your car, do whatever. The camera picks up your face, that little box or whatever, and immediately your social score appears under it. Oh, wow. The moment you see your face, it goes score of seven, score of five, minus 10. Plus 15. And you see people walking around with numbers under their picture as they're walking around. Wow. That's what's coming to a nation near you. Wow. And it's already being used. So when you hear our Congress and Senate and they're talking about it, they want to do things by social scoring. They're using the same software and technology, and they want to transfer China's operation in America and around the globe. That's what the World Economic Forum is doing. Mm. So recognize what we're doing. We are we right now, Greg, look, I believe the Roman Empire has begun. I believe the revived right, Roman Empire yeah. is underway. We just don't know it yet because we still have our individual nation names, and we don't realize how linked we are. There's a major push, and there's going to be a huge push over the next three years before there can ever be another election. And I think even a greater push this year for certain things before the uh, elections in November because they don't want any resistance. And so I think it's going to be a wild year, and we're going to see some real prophetic advancements but it's all good news for the believer because we're that much closer to the lord's return so we get excited about it that that and pastor mark's referring to the lord's return in this case as the rapture the rapture of the the second coming thank you for clarifying yes Yes. well neil uh, i hope you got a lot of bonus material yes that answer but we hope uh, that answered your question uh pastor mark our next question comes from barbara and barbara's question is about transhumanism right she said, I heard another podcast talking about transhumanism. Uh, by the way, in uh, Barbara and Joyce us in Aiken, South Carolina. And she said they referenced the book of Mark, chapter 3, verses 28 and 29. So if you want to get that queued up, Pastor yep, Mark. Yep. Uh, can we say that transhumanism is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Or is the book of Mark talking about something else? And then she, a secondary question is, what kinds of sins could be considered blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Which is yeah. a great question. Yeah, good double full question. Yes. First of all, what is transhumanism? Again, I know that Wikipedia is not always very trustworthy, but here is their definition. Transhumanism is a philosophical and intellectual movement which advocates for the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies able to greatly enhance longevity mood, and cognitive abilities. 
and predicts the emergence of such technologies in the future. So kind of half robot, half person, or getting more, you know, making us more of, of than we can be as a human. That's, that's what transhumanism is. And what does Mark say? Mark chapter 3, verse 28 and 29, listen to what it says. As surely I say to you, Jesus speaking, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but it's subject to eternal condemnation. We really have two different things going on here, Barbara. Um, actually, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit doesn't really have any reference to uh, in this context here of transhumanism. Blasphemy means to insult. So, um, you know, someone could make the argument there might be some insult toward God by messing with how man was made. Uh, that could be a discussion to have. But that's not what's going on here. This is where um, it's a direct blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and not really messing with mankind in that way, which, again, is freaky either way. Um, but there are really two answers, I believe, for blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The most obvious and direct one, because he covers it in another gospel as well. It's any time you're attributing the power of God to Satan. If you're saying that there's a miracle and you're saying you know, that if, if God did a miracle and you're saying Satan did it. Now, we know Satan can do limited miracles, so that wouldn't be blasphemy. But if it's something God has done and you attribute that to Satan, um, then that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because you're insulting God in the greatest measure. You're saying the work of God is the work of Satan. Now, what greater insult could you get other than rejecting his son, Jesus Christ? Which brings us to the second meaning of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that condemns you. And that is the Holy Spirit's job. You have to understand first what it is. His job is to bring all people to Jesus Christ the Savior of the world. Where do we see that? Jesus tells us that in John chapter 16, and those verses right in there, 15, 16, 17. The Holy Spirit's job, uh, he tells us in, in 16, is to lead mankind to God. So if you, if you attribute Satan or God's power to Satan, that's one thing. Or if you reject or insult the Holy Spirit as he's trying to lead you to Jesus Christ, and you die that way, you, that's the ultimate insult. You've rejected his very son that died for the sins of the world. You cannot be saved. So the first, I would say, and foremost meaning is attributing power to the wrong place, because the Lord makes that clear in here in the Gospels. But I do believe the second application is by rejecting the work of the Holy Spirit, insulting the Holy Spirit by not listening. He's going, come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. Went, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And we die in that state. Well, we've died without salvation, and now we've blasphemed the Holy Spirit, and there's no chance for salvation ever again from that point. Mm. Well, Barbara, we hope that answered your question. And if you've got a question like Barbara or Neil, uh, we invite you to go to thewaymedia.net, click on Signs of the Times, and you'll see where you can ask Pastor Mark your prophecy question. Uh, at the beginning of the program, I introduced two definitions Yes, which Pastor Mark would like to get into more detail on, and really those de the first uh, the first two was a definition of what a conspiracy theory is. Yes, and the last definition is the definition of Bible prophecy. Yeah, and understanding the difference between the two and how the enemy can use one to try to discredit the other. Yeah, and I think this is important for us to understand. I think I see a tactic of the enemy going on here that I want to warn the church about. And, um, and, you know, Greg, you've talked about the definition of a conspiracy is when there's legitimate uh, forces working together that's substantiated to do something. I mean, that's kind of my summation, if that's right. Whereas a conspiracy theory is saying that people are working together when they're not. Read that again. Yeah, it's a theory seeking to explain a disputed case or matter as a plot by a secret group or alliance rather than an individual or isolated act. And right. it can also be a hypothetical speculation that is untrue or outlandish. Okay, great. I want to make sure our listeners had that firm in their mind again before I talked about this, because here's where I think we need to be careful as believers. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there, not conspiracies, which is a real thing, but conspiracy theories where you have these people that come up with these really kind of bizarre theories or whatever. And because of that, I think a lot of times we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We, we go, you know what? Um, because there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there, all of these things are conspiracy theories. And, and we have to be very careful. I believe Satan's goal is to convince us that all that we're seeing today and related to a one world government or what's happening with the, uh, any of the major issues going on today, if he can convince all of us that they're all just conspiracy theories and that everybody that believes there may be something tricky going on is, is, is just crazy, then I think that we're afraid to go there. We're afraid to talk about it. We're afraid to say we believe in it. We're afraid to look into it because we don't want to be considered one of the crazies. 
You know, we want to be thought of as intellectual and smart and going Could affect along, your social score. You know, great, it really, the idea of the emperor's new clothes, remember? Yeah. We, don't, we don't want to be the ones saying, hey, the guy's naked because everybody looks at us and they, they're afraid to say that because they don't want to look dumb. But I think what Satan is doing is he's taking real conspiracies that are happening in the spiritual realm. And he's trying to get us to ignore them by having everyone focus on false conspiracies or conspiracy theories. And it's really a rather ingenious, um, I guess I would say, deception by the enemy, because if he can make the real thing look foolish enough, nobody will look into it. Now, we talked about biblical. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to do a teaching here at some point called biblical conspiracy. And that is um, the Bible talks about a true conspiracy in the last days between Satan and the angels and mankind that he can manipulate. It's a true conspiracy. It's going to be deceiving the entire world into a one-world government. It's going to be deceiving the entire world into taking a mark on their hand or the forehead for whatever reason he comes up with. There'll be any number of deceptions he will use to get everyone to do what he's saying. But it's not a conspiracy theory. And it's not some outlandish, made-up thing. It is based in the Word of God. It is Daniel. It is Revelation. It is the very words of Jesus Christ himself. And so my warning to us as believers is let's make sure that we're not ignoring our senses in the spirit, what we're clearly seeing with our eyes, what we're clearly hearing with our ears, what the Bible clearly says is going to happen. Because if we think that everything is is some kind of crazy conspiracy theory, we're going to be afraid to look at the real conspiracies that are going on because there are real demonic conspiracies in our day underway right now. And so my concern has been everybody's going to ignore the real thing. Um, for example, you know, if I was to say, hey, the whole world's being primed for a world leader out of Europe to take over. Well, my unsaved friends would say, you're a nutcase, that's some conspiracy, whatever. But those who know God's word and those who know what the Bible says are going to say that's exactly what God said is going to happen. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's not some crazy outlandish thought. That's called the Bible. And so make sure that you're not throwing out what the Bible says is going to be happening in the last days with all these events. Um, you know, because, you know, for example, you know, again, Greg, one of the I'll give you an easy example of today of how I think the enemy works. And I think what's happening now, even maybe politically and even in all these other ways against certain treatments that are going on for COVID or whatever. There are some treatments we know that have great result. Um, many of you may not realize this in 2015. Ivermectin won the the Nobel Peace Prize for its use in humans. Let me say that again. In 2015, Ivermectin won the Nobel Peace Prize, a worldwide award for use in humans. And yet, because it's also used in animals, those who are opposed to seeing any of the benefits that it could be used any other way, they try to make fun of you and go, oh, yeah, right, you're using animal medicine, you're using horse pills, oh, you're a crazy person. No, I'm not. This is a Nobel Prize winning uh, medicine, which, by the way, I've never used. I'm not saying that. My point is, I watched the world attack these things that, that have been shown to be effective in fighting COVID. It's like hydroxychloroquine. You say any of those words, and if we were on social media, which we're not, they'd yank us down immediately, which I, I'm glad we're not on. I'd use the freedom anyway. But the point is... You look at hydroxychloroquine, it's been used for 60 years, Greg, as an antiviral. But if you mention it at all, then you're this crazy conspiracy person. If you say ivermectin, you're some crazy conspiracy person. When both of these, hydroxychloroquine has been proven for 60 years to be effective among people, and ivermectin won a Nobel Peace Prize. Get this, it didn't win a Nobel Peace Prize for animals. It won a Nobel Peace Prize for people. And yet you're still made to feel that somehow you're some conspiracy theorist for saying this may be something to try. You know, we have a missionary out of Africa. And, Greg, you and I were talking about this right before the show. And I'll I'll wrap this up. I know we're about done. But this is a good way to finish this. I'm watching these articles going, scientists are amazed. Why isn't there more COVID in Africa? Why is the COVID rate so low in Africa? There Again, portions of Africa, almost zero COVID. And they can't figure out why. Well, we had our missionary from Africa here. And he was saying, you know why there's no COVID in Africa? I said, no, tell me. He said people take ivermectin on a regular basis in Africa in certain regions because they have so many viruses and parasites. Yeah. So he said they take it as a normal thing because they're always exposed to these things. And he said what the result is, they're not getting COVID in these regions because it's working. Now, again, here's my point to finish this up. 
Don't let people tell you something is conspiracy theory when it's not. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. There are real conspiracies, and there are conspiracy theories. As Christians, you must keep the balance and know the difference, because Satan will use that to keep our eyes closed and our ears shut, and we need to be watching what's going on. We'll talk about that, plus other articles as Signs of the Times continues on WIAM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. W-I-A-M-L-P. 101.1 FM, Knoxville. It's Crazy Money Day. Hey, I'm Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. A shoplifting epidemic is plaguing some of our major cities. Much of it is committed by organized gangs of looters. The Trade Association estimates retail theft at $45 billion in annual losses. Divide that by 365, and it averages to more than $100 million stolen daily. The disruptions caused by the pandemic and the ability to resell stolen items online has fueled crime. The primary areas include L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and Miami. L.A. is also seeing a major rise in follow-home robberies in which the most vulnerable are targeted. The heart is deceitful above all things. Looters think they can steal from fellow humans and not suffer the consequences. Our staff reads aloud one chapter from the Bible every Monday when we gather for staff devotions. We recently finished Proverbs. Listen to the contrast of evil and righteous living in some verses that apply to this situation. Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The perverse in heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their walk are His delight. Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but the one who gathers little by little increases it. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than he who is crooked though he be rich. When we live to glorify God, we have a clear conscience and promised riches that looters cannot claim. Now, if you're tempted by dishonesty due to credit card debt, I recommend Christian Credit Counselors. They'll create a debt management plan just for you. For more information, call the Crown Helpline, 800-722-1976, or visit online at crown.org slash ccc. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. When you're a new believer, you were zealous and crazy for the things of God, but now a few years have passed and you're comfortable. Being comfortable in that context is not a good thing. It's not a good thing for you. It's not a good thing for me. Just to coast along and be comfortable. You don't really want to rock the boat. You don't really want to mess things up. You're enjoying the time of peace. Things are good. Times are good. And you like them just the way they are. But it's God's heart for us to be ever-growing and moving forward and making progress in grace. That's His heart for us. For more biblical encouragement to help you grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus, visit edtaylor.org. Again, that's edtaylor.org. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor is a presentation of Calvary Aurora. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news. These are the Signs of the Times for Friday, January 7th, 2022. Along with Pastor Mark Kirk, I'm Greg Hilt. Thanks for hanging out with us, whether you're live online right now or listening to podcast. 197 later, or watching it at thewaymedia.net. We appreciate you doing so. All right, Pastor Mark, let's get right into it. Let's do it. Our first article comes from the New York Post. Unvaccinated Marines claim COVID mandate purge as all religious exemption bids are denied. Yeah, this is interesting, Greg, because again, we're, you know, most of our articles, matter of fact, all of them are going to be related to the whole COVID thing as we go through this. But we didn't do that on purpose. It just happened that way. But, you know, they just recently won a court case where some of the Marines, uh, some of the Navy SEALs or Marines or something, they're going to be able to stay in for religious exemption for now until it goes again to some other higher court. 
But it's interesting, I'm going to read some of this article and talk a little bit about this historically. It says, Marines have claimed in a new report they're being crushed by the Defense Department's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, with the military branch declining to approve a single religious exemption, exemption application. One lieutenant colonel told the outlet that the Pentagon was looking to discharge members as fast as they can and as brutally as they can, damaging every Marine as much as they can on the way out. End quote. The officer claimed they were warned by a colonel, and, and I quote, tread very carefully, this is political, you will be crushed like an ant. Um, why so aggressive um, toward those uh, in the uh, military with this? Now, we know there's already great, um, you know, political and spiritual push toward the shot everywhere. And the government, of course, is going to be in the military because they're right in the middle of it. But, Greg, it's interesting. Before the shot information came up and before it was applied really to the military this way, there were already discussions among the Biden administration that were out there in the regular press. Articles I was reading, the White House even making mention of certain things. They wanted to get rid of certain people in the military. And their concern was there would be those in the military that might be, as they said it, too radical. And they wanted to kind of clean out the military of the radical. But when you looked at what their definition of radical was, it basically was strong conservative. They're basically were trying to thin out the military from those that are making a conservative stand. From their viewpoint, it was political. I get mm-hmm. that. And they're trying to make it a more liberal army so they'll go along with them and do what they want and this kind of thing. But from the spiritual aspect and from what Satan is doing in really just kind of dissolving America and melding it into everything else, you've got to weaken America in every area. We've talked about that. You've got to weaken it in its um, in its laws. You've got to weaken it in its constitution. And in its military. Absolutely. And I see a spiritual move of the enemy here because those that are going to make the stand, look, you have conservative and liberal that do take the shot and don't take the shot, both. But the majority that don't take the shot by far are those you would call on the conservative side and or many Christians. And so by doing this, they can purge out a big portion of their political enemies or those they don't agree with ideologically out of the military. And this is a scary, scary thought. But, Greg, they're doing it. And what is our military going to be like when you have those that are standing more toward the biblical definition of what a military person should be? What's going to happen to our military by the time they're out of there? I mean, this this is a big deal that we're not going to see how big of a deal it is until we have our next war. But this is a big, big deal. Uh, let's talk about um, something for a minute, Pastor Mark. Uh, we know that the uh, COVID-19 virus is a 99.7% survivable virus. Yeah, among the healthy and certain age groups. It does, yes. get, it does get more the older you get. There are some higher numbers. Higher numbers. And, overall. And, and if you've got comorbidity issues. Okay. Yes. Uh, but yet, never in the history of medicine has the ineffectiveness of a vaccine or a cure be blamed on those who don't take it right when a vaccine is meant to protect you not for you to take a vaccine to protect others right but yet we've got the masses continuing to take this vaccine that's clearly ineffective yeah and explained away that well it's not meant to get rid of it it's just meant to lessen it but you got to keep taking it like every six months right and a booster is nothing more than the vaccine again that's right so let's introduce the whole concept and you can explain this and 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 explain how this fits into bible prophecy and that's mass psychosis yeah that's a great a great um point you bring up greg because again you know when you're looking at this kind of stuff and you're wondering why is is everyone going along with this you know we talk about the traditional meaning for a vaccine um, is you give a portion of the actual illness to the person, a dead virus. They used to give some live ones in certain ones, mm-hmm. like polio, but yeah. mostly a dead virus is what you give. And so your body builds up the immunities through your all your cells, your T-cells, and, and, and all the different cells that it works, and then you don't catch it. This is a very different animal. This is the first time we've ever given uh, RNA mRNA shots to humans uh, that has no real... It didn't have any of COVID-19 in it. It was a totally lab-generated and created shot, um, that is to go in and mimic what COVID-19 does in some degree and, of course, then take away some of the side effects, which you know it may actually do in some degree. I don't know how that works. But either way, um, so it's not really a vaccine. It's just more of a shot. And, and people say, well, you're, that's technicalities. Well, not really. You need to, People need to understand what they're taking when you do it. You're not really taking a vaccine. 
Uh, my understanding is that this year they recently renamed vaccine. They gave it a new definition. <laughs> of course they did. They literally rewrote it this past year <laughs> so that now it fits in. I think they added to it or did something exactly. so that it fits the mRNA shot. <laughs> but prior to the last year, you would never have seen the mRNA shot under a vaccine definition. So people can say it's semantics. I think it's much larger than semantics. Now, what you've got going on here is it's, it's, it's something that they're trying that wasn't really proven and reached an emergency approval because they felt the danger was so great. It won't, the, the, these shots really won't be approved until 2023 and 2024, respectively, for the different shots. And so basically, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of the experiment. Guinea pigs. Yeah, but yeah. the idea was, well, you know, we may be kind of the experiment, but it's worth it because we don't want everybody to die. So, I mean, in that kind of situation, I see that. However, now over time, we've seen that it's not nearly as deadly as what we were being told and maybe what they thought, whether it was legitimate or, or not, I don't know. But what's happened is, is, Greg, because this fear came in, um, there's this process over time that happens to masses. It's been observed throughout history. It happened during the days of Hitler. I know people have a terrible thing. You bring Hitler up, don't talk about No, you have to. This is history. And it, it happens when you basically, there's, there's, there's elements of it, such as you isolate when people are isolated, and then people have uh, some type of ongoing anxiety. Um, then somebody comes up with a solution, and they look to a person or persons, some group, usually an individual, to bring in the answers that everybody can follow. And you're so desperate because of the anxiety, the concern, the isolation. Uh, it, it does something psychologically, and it, and it literally brings on what they call a mass psychosis. And there's different names they use yeah. for it. I'm using mass psychosis. Yeah. But the, here's the idea. If it goes on long enough, with isolation long enough, and fear long enough, and all these things... People begin to look to someone to get them out of it, an answer, a leader, someone to lead them out of it. Then it causes what they call this. It's, it's this mass mindset that everybody, they stop thinking for themselves and they just start following the crowd. And my concern with what's going on now with these shots and they're talking about forever and ever ongoing shots is that um, everybody's just going along now thinking we have to do this so that we can somehow break out of this thing. And they're not even using rational thought. I mean, when you talk about the unvaccinated being the problem, vaccinated and unvaccinated both get the virus equally. There's no difference. If you believe there's a benefit to the shot, then you're getting that benefit. It shouldn't matter to you whether somebody doesn't have that benefit or not. Maybe you wish they did for their own safety if you believe that. But you're certainly not hurting them by not getting the shot. It makes no difference. Um, I look at what's happening with our kids. Greg, this is amazing. In two years now of worldwide statistics, this came out two weeks ago. CDC, all right, I try to quote credible sources so that people can know we're using real factual information here. Their latest number for children, healthy children, I think it's 18 and under, but healthy children, the death rate is point zero, um, point zero two. What that means is, the survival rate for children and healthy children is 99.98 survival rate. It is almost not noticeable. It's, it's negligible. It, listen, every death matters. Isn't it something when it comes to abortion, nobody cares about the kids? But now they want to just kind of, you know, this is a big deal. Well, it does matter. It is a big deal to me. But my point is, those that are dying, as sad as that is, they're those that have those comorbidities. They have this situation or problem going on. Why are we pushing mass vaccinations on a population that absolutely doesn't need it, number one? And number two, now we know, Greg, there are side effects that come with this shot that are causing enlarging of heart. It's causing in kids. It's causing yeah. heart infection. It's causing uh, sterility in some now. We're seeing reports out of Israel, and even here in America, we're seeing results of some sterility. The main report to that came out of Israel. Uh, we're seeing um, uh, is issues with organs. We're seeing uh, uh, women and, and, and bleeding issues, you know, again, affecting the ovaries. I mean, the, there are stuff happening now that are just, it, you look at it and go, this is crazy. We're seeing neurological problems in children from this. So why are we doing this? I think there's two reasons. I want to say it again. Number one, at this point, the, everyone's going along. Uh, there's money involved. Follow the money. You're the, the companies are making large amounts of money. The more shots they can give, the more money they make. There's a spiritual aspect going on, which, uh, again, I won't get into as much right now. But a big part of it, Greg, is this mass psychosis. It is everyone has been so worn down for so long and been anxiety and isolated, even masks and things like it, it, You feel individually isolated. Um that people are just going to go along with whatever. It's just get me out of here. Whatever I have to do to get out of this. 
And it is a perfect setting for this world leader to come on the scene and the whole world say, here's the man with the answers, let's follow him, even if it means getting a chip in your hand or your forehead or doing whatever, as the Bible says will happen. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a big deal. People need to think and start using their own brains and not just following the crowd here. And there's a, there's a lot of information, good information, from top doctors, not conspiracy theory guys, top established scientists and doctors that you can find that will give you amazing information and open your eyes to some of the stuff that's really going on here. Well, let's talk about uh, the guy that you referred to as the Antichrist. The world will refer to him as someone else, but he will have all the answers. Yes. However, the Bible tells us that, yeah, there will be a guy that will fulfill that role. But then there is the pre-runner or whatever to the Antichrist that the Bible refers to as the spirit of Antichrist, already at work, has right. been at work in the world before you and I were born. For 2,000 years, For really. 2,000 years. Yeah, since the cross. Uh, Jesus himself talking about the, the, the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, Paul talking about it as well, I believe. Here's what we need to remember. The Bible says that the Antichrist... And we could say that this is started with the spirit of Antichrist as well. The difference is one will be manifest in the flesh, one is currently operating in the spirit. Right. Will deceive the nations, plural, through pharmakia. What is going around the world right now? The vaccine. What are people doing under mass psychoses? Yeah. Oh, we've got to take the vaccine. We've got to take the vaccine. It doesn't work. I don't care. We got to take the vaccine. Yeah. This is what's happening right now. This is this is biblical biblical prophecy being fulfilled right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Greg, I think you're onto something. I want to say this. I've always looked at, and for our listeners out there, it's the word sorcery uh, that is that actually in the literal language there, the Greek is pharmakia, where we yeah. get pharmacy. Or, yes. Um, so you'll see sorcery in Revelation, the world, the whole world's deceived by sorcery, the whole world's deceived by pharmakia. It's very interesting. I've always looked at that as drug abuse, and by the way, I think that's part of it. You're going to see an increase sure, in that could be marijuana, yeah. you know, use, Absolutely. and all these things, heroin, whatever, cocaine, again, all these things. Yep. But I never had really thought about it in the sense of pharmaceuticals um, in that avenue until you brought that up. Well, but it's I, global. I, but That's I, why it's so prophetic. I, I think you're onto something there, and I think this very well might be part of what's being done because, Greg, one of, some of the same players we're seeing here that are all linking together are the CDC, uh, the World Bank leaders. World Economic Forum. The Bill Gates Foundation, which is very involved in all the vaccines and all the investments and all that, um, and, and, and also population control. Um, uh, groups. They're all kind of working. You're seeing them in meetings together at different places around the world, and you begin to go, okay, there's something larger going on. Now, this is where people will begin, oh, conspiracy. No, hold on. Hold on. The Bible says this is going to happen. So what is our job? Our job is to look and find out where this stuff is happening and to see where it's happening. You know, um, we talked about, um, uh, you know, the Mark 666, Greg. We mentioned that. I might be getting ahead of myself out of articles. I don't know that we even you have that. You could be. I don't know. We, I don't think we're coming. Remind me if I am. But, again, you know, you're seeing what God gives us, I think, a thumbprint of Satan to watch for. And, you know, he warned us that the number of man, the number of the enemy, the mark of the beast would be 666. But also there in Revelation, you know, he seems to make this connection to the work of man, the work of the enemy with 666. I don't think it's going to be just limited to the mark of the beast. I think there may be some indications there uh, of of what we're to be watching for as believers. You know, the the it says those who understand the word there is the word it means to be clever to be wise, to use your brain, like we're talking about. But also, we talked about the root word is to snoop. And and the point I think that he's making there in Revelation 13, that last verse, is for believers, we need to have our spiritual glasses on and look at what's going on. We need to snoop into what the World Economic you know Forum is doing and these kind of people and not run with some conspiracy theory that's unvalidated. And has but use the Bible as your benchmark. But when, but when you see the Bible's foundation, it is something, you go, wait a minute, the Bible said this is going to happen. That is happening, and it's happening through these people. And it's interesting, Greg, because we talked about the scanning technology right now that they're using for this mark we talked about there in Australia, in Austria, when they put it in the hands and the mark they're talking about, this chip. The technology was done through the through um, Microsoft. Of course, the founder of that is Bill Gates. And, and again, you can't make this stuff up. This is where you want to be careful, but you can't make it up. The patent number for that is 666. 
Yeah, now, is it 06, it's 06, 06, 06, 06, 06. Yeah. yeah, that's the patent number, but the only numbers used are yeah, 666. Yeah, yeah. So the point is, look, you don't want to, every time you see the number 666, it doesn't mean Satan, and it doesn't mean there's something weird going on. Sometimes you just come to, you're counting your, your pennies, and you come to 666, you go on to 667, okay? I'm not saying that every time we see that number, we all right, freak out and right. you know grab crosses yeah. and throw holy water. I'm saying, <laughs> when you see that number, I believe, Greg, connected yeah. to the player's that line up with what the Bible says is going to happen as we snoop, we use our brain. I think there's, a, we need to be open to go, is this the fingerprint of the enemy? Yeah. We need to learn to recognize the work of the enemy and God giving us clues, I think, by the Holy yeah. Spirit, keeping it in proper biblical boundaries yeah. and balance. And, and Jesus himself gave us the foundation for the enemy's modus operandi. The enemy comes to steal to kill yeah. and to destroy. That's right. And those have some pretty broad meanings. Yeah. And we're yeah. seeing a lot of that play out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting, Greg. I want to jump to an article now because this oh. fits in perfect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump down to one that we have here because I want to try to cover some of these articles before we're done. Yep. But there's one I want to pull in here, and this is interesting because I want this this is back from October fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Number seven. From October fifteenth, twenty nineteen. You would say, why in the world are we pulling an article from twenty nineteen? Because now as time goes by, we can look back and we begin to recognize as we snoop on the enemy based on Scripture. Yes. To watch what he's doing. Listen to this article. We covered this. I remember covering this in 2019, but it has a whole different look to it now. I don't remember this. It's interesting. Oh, I do. Live simulation exercise to prepare the public and private leaders for a pandemic response. Now, guys, this is months before the pandemic was on the scene. What's going on here? Why are they preparing for pandemic response? And by the way, in the in the spring of 2019, the the medical companies that are distributing the shots now, they secured their patents for their shots months before COVID was revealed for their COVID shot. How did they know to have a COVID shot ready and get a patent for it? At least the patent, the shot was ready later. But how did they know to get a patent for it months before it came out? That's why I call it the pandemic. See, and this is where, Greg, you know, now people would have said, conspiracy. No, 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 wait a minute. These are the facts. Those are facts. That's not a conspiracy. This is public knowledge. They're not a theory. This is no theory. There's been a conspiracy. Yes. But it's not a theory. I I like the way that Dr. Zelenko said it. He said, you know, know, Noah's Ark and the flood was a conspiracy theory until it started to rain. He said, once it started raining, it was no longer a theory. It was fact. It was a conspiracy between God and Noah to flood the earth. So listen to what it says. This is back in 2019 now. The John Hopkins Center for Health and Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum. Notice these same players. And Bill Gates, uh, Melinda Bill Gates Foundation, will host an event, a high-level simulation exercise for pandemic preparedness. The exercise will bring together, this is before COVID, The exercise will bring together business, government, security, and public health leaders to address a hypothetical global pandemic scenario. I remember (laughs) reading this article. It wasn't even, didn't know what they're talking about. Hypothetical. They, I believe they knew this was going to happen. Yeah. They were ready to release it. It was also feature, uh, it was also feature a live virtual experience to engage stakeholders worldwide and members of the public in a meaningful conversation of the difficult high-level policy choices that could arise in the midst of a severe pandemic. Greg, listen to the participants. The participants in the live simulation, and you'll see these same participants in many of these meetings around the world and at the World Economic Forum. So when you start seeing these same players, that's where you start recognizing the thumbprint of the enemy. Uh, Again, you have from the U.N., uh, somebody, a representative, doesn't matter who it is, but the U.N. Foundation was there. Uh, the president of the Global Development Division of the Bill Gates Foundation was there. Uh, the senior director of Health World Bank Group was there. What's the World Bank doing there at a pandemic response? This is where the whole digital currency and getting it. This is where all these crises are used to bring the world in this. What the Bible says will happen. This one world currency, this one world government. These are these players, Greg, are being used by the enemy to bring this about. We need to be watching this um, jo- uh, again. The director. Notice this. Director General of the Chinese Center for Disease Control. (laughs) Why was he there from China in America about a future hypothetical pandemic? It came out of Wuhan. Let's go on. A a, a board member of ANZ Bank 
former Secretary of Finance and former Secretary of Health from Australia. Where are we seeing the greatest... Um, Tyranny. Yeah, in the world right now. Australia. Australia. What, what I'm saying is, you're going to begin to see these same players involved in these worldwide events, and I don't want our listeners... Don't miss this. Begin to recognize the hand of the enemy. Now, people, let the world's going to scream whatever they scream. Conspiracy, let them scream it. There are. Those are out there. Stay away from the conspiracy theories. Stay away from them. But when you see Bible, when you see Daniel, when you see Revelation, and you see these groups gathering together on a regular basis, um, and in some of these meetings, population control representatives, And you see so many people dying. You know, this is biblical proportion type conversation, Greg. This is the kind of stuff, if it wasn't for the Bible, I would say, everybody's in that case. You've lost your mind. People don't just do this. The Bible tells us that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill. He wants to dominate. He wants to be God. He wants to rule. He wants to control. All the markers of the enemy are in these groups doing this stuff. And if we don't wake up as the church, just again, the world's not going to see it. The Bible says, Daniel said in Daniel chapter 12, in the last days, God will increase knowledge, but the world will not recognize it. They won't see it. They won't know it. He says, but my people will. Mm -hmm. And so... My heart in this is make sure your eyes are open. Don't be, again, it goes back to the theme of today. Don't be cowed back by those who try to say you're simply promoting conspiracy theories when you can see the facts and the evidence backed up by Bible. You're going to know you're on the right track. You know, I heard somebody say the other day, Greg, well, who do we believe? We have one group that says this. We have one group that says this. This guy gave a great answer. He said, here's what I want you to do. He said, because how do you know you're right? You're accusing all these Mm -hmm. people of these things. He said, go back to the beginning of this and look at both groups. Listen to what both of them told you. Decide if either of them lied to you or were wrong. And then what has really happened as to far what each group would say would happen. He said, that's how you know if you're standing with the right group or not. If you go back and look at what we've been told from the beginning of this by our officials, great, they've been wrong from the beginning. They've lied to us from the beginning. And the results are horrible. Now go back to those that have been warning us about this. They've been shown to be true. Yeah. And what they're saying is coming to pass. I think of you know guys like Dr. Geert Vandenbosch we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I think about Dr. Malone. I think about all these doctors. Exactly what they said would happen is exactly what's happening. So how long are we going to sit back and just say, well, we're not going to pay attention to that because we don't want to look stupid. No, we're the ones that are seeing the right answers. Yeah. God is showing us the truth. Let's not be blind to it. Speaking of a couple of people to listen to or yes. not to listen to, the yes. Blaze is reporting that Fauci and Walensky are suggesting that the new CDC rules are not based solely on science, but on what, quote-unquote, people would be able to tolerate. Yeah, let me bullet point through these so we yes. can cover our articles and just give you the heads up on this. Here's what it's saying. They admit in this article, Greg, that they literally have lied to people and only told them what they... They're changing the rules because they don't think people can handle but a certain thing. So they're just kind of creating what they want to do to, to manipulate the masses, and they're admitting it now. Okay. Uh, the Blaze is also reporting via a video that the New York Health Commissioner is admitting using overblown claims about child COVID hospitalizations in order to scare parents into vaccinating their kids. She literally admits in this article that she lied because she said, I know the numbers aren't really that bad for children, but I want to try to force parents from fear to get the shot, which goes in line with this article that we'll put in ours that isn't there. Top health official, we misled parents to scare them into vaccinating their kids by Art Moore. Uh, I'll add this to our, our list later on. Okay. U.S. Uh, the Western Journal is reporting a U.S. warship is stuck overseas. This is dated December 28th as the Navy tries to halt a COVID outbreak among a fully vaccinated crew. There you go. And now we're seeing again, the vaccines do not prevent the, the transmission of COVID. Now we're seeing the evidence of it in those that are even being forced to take it. And death and money coinciding through the UK. Talking about U.S. life insurance company reports a 40% increase in death claims since the start of the vaccine rollout. This is huge. I'll finish with this because of time. Guys, listen. Life insurance companies have to pay out. And this is where real numbers are coming. This article here is saying they've seen a 40% increase in those between 18 and 64 non-COVID related. That has broken a new record. 10% increase, they say, is a 200-year anomaly. They have seen in the past year a 40% increase 
It is off the charts. That's like more like a thousand year anomaly. What's the point? Here's my point. Something is killing our people between 18 and 64, and it's not COVID. I know COVID's killing some, but something else where life insurance is being collected and these numbers are being done, and you go, okay, what has changed in our environment? That's interesting, Greg. They said the change started when the vaccine rollout began. Something's killing our people. Guys, be aware. Be aware. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. And, and, and just keep your eyes on the Lord. We're living in very interesting days. Head on over to thewaymedia.net. Click on Signs of the Times. When you get to Podcast 197, you'll see a button that says, Read the News Articles. It'll say, News Articles for this episode. We invite you to read these in detail. Click on the links. Go to the sites. See for yourself if these things are not so. Have a great weekend, everyone. And we'll be back next Friday at 1.30 with more Signs of the Times. overwhelming. A friendship with Jesus changes the messy to a masterpiece, the overwhelmed to overjoyed, and the lack of perfection to possibility. You've experienced messy long enough. Transfer all of your life deficits to God. He offers help because you can't do it on your own. He offers order for personal confusion. WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way. The devil thought he had a hold of me. Told so many lies that I believed Got too weak to carry on I thought that I was too far gone But then I heard a voice from Calvary